I told you I was hot about a sports topic and I will bring to the surface. And um, no tea, Aaron, like salty tea. Salty. I love when we get salty tea in the building. Let's go. I'm salty like Lay's chips, American version, not the European version with all the healthy ingredients. Welcome to Raw Food. Two Cali friends on opposite coasts, catching up on the nuttiness that we have witnessed on this weird planet called Earth. How are you, my friend? I am doing good. Really enjoy catching up with you. And uh, I heard that you have some hot takes, some interesting opinions. When don't you have a hot take or an interesting opinion about uh, some very recent developments in the sports world? which we don't talk about enough. And uh, I would love to get into that. Yes, uh, we will get into that because it's been burning my soul to discuss this all week. But first, I'd like to give props to our women's soccer team. Jay, will you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. So Team USA, national women's team, back-to-back World Cup titles. They're amazing. I can't say enough positive things about them. But, <laughs> and there's always a but, isn't there? But. We just found ourselves out of the World Cup. And unfortunately, it's very early in the competition. Disappointing. We just lost in the round of 16. Whereas we are used to going to the championship and winning. All right. So for us to not even make the quarterfinal is a big disappointment. We lost to Sweden in penalties and our most famous player, maybe not our best player as she's a bit older now, uh, she missed the penalty kick at the end. And that is why we lost. And frankly, throughout the entire World Cup tournament in the group stage where we played Portugal and the Netherlands, and Vietnam, we never looked good. They never actually looked good. They never actually uh, played up to their potential in any of the four games in the group stage or the or the knockout stage. And frankly, as many people pointed out, we barely made it out of the group stage. There was a there was a post, you know, the goal post that uh, one of the analysts said that was the actual player of the game. And what do we mean by that? Uh, basically, the, the Portuguese team, when, uh, when we, we drew with them, we tied 0-0 with Portugal, um, they had a breakaway at the very end of the game. I believe we were already in extra time. And they had a good shot at the goal, and they just missed, and it hit the goal post. If that ball had been six inches to the left, it would have gone in because they hit the right goal post. All right. The player of the game that. was the goal post. I know. What and was the chances of that, right? Of of every spot available for you to get that ball in. What are the chances of being that precise against that post? Exactly. Exactly. So they actually barely made it to the next round, to the the knockout stage. And when they got there, Sweden ain't no joke. They're the, they were ranked the number three team in the world. We were ranked number one, but we never played like the number one team in the world. And right. Sweden took it. And they had a chance to put it away, but they didn't. 
And so it ended up going to extra time. And on, and on top of that, the Americans, we, we didn't get a chance to really watch this team because they didn't have any uh, primetime games. A lot of their games were at 2 in the morning or 5 in the morning or midnight uh, for a lot of Americans. But if they had won their group instead of coming in second, and the, the way this works is the, the top two teams out of a group of four move on to the knockout stage. If we had won the group instead of coming in second, we would have had a game that was at 7 p.m. Pacific time, 10 p.m. Eastern time last night. But instead, they played at 2 a.m. Pacific time and 5 a.m. Eastern time. So a bunch of Americans woke up to find out that we lost or stayed up and now are, are a bit angry that they stayed up for that. You think anything else contributed ex- and you think there were any external factors that contributed to the loss? That's a really good question. I know some people will probably blame pressure because they were going for a three-peat. They won the last two Women's World Cups. However, I believe there was more pressure on them in the last World Cup because that was also in the middle of them kneeling for the national anthem and also in the middle of the entire uh, struggle for equal pay uh, to change up the way their, uh, their, their contract with, with Team USA or with the U.S. national team worked out because they get a fraction of what the men were getting and the pay structure was a bit different different so i think they made it fairer and and all the women seem to seem to at least be excited about the new contract that they got it's still not exactly the same because again you know the men's world cup brings in like more than 10 times more money than the women's world cup yes the women's world cup is a big deal to us here because we win it right um but it doesn't make as much money as a men's world cup the men's world cup is is you know a a a global crazy event with people you know coming out in in literally the hundreds of thousands to to watch uh in in public spaces and whatnot right so men's soccer right. i feel like is more a global phenomenon yeah. And this is a global phenomenon as well, but like, it's just, it just doesn't have as many eyeballs on it. And eventually it'll, it'll get there. You know, I believe it's growing right. every year, but uh, right. yeah, and I think women, there was we more... need to hold that down more. I mean, you know, for, mm-hmm. for all our demand for having sports, 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 I feel like women, we don't support it enough. I mean, a lot of our women's leagues are supported by the funding from the male leagues. Yo, that's a good point. Cause there's enough women in a lot of the major cities that have WNBA games to sell out those WNBA games. The tickets aren't expensive. No, they're really not. And I'm yeah. guilty of it too. I'm guilty of it too. Yeah. Um, I need to be more diligent. So, but that yeah. is something I think as women, we need to be more diligent economically. Like I'm done, I'm done marching and I'm done hitting parades. I'm going to now focus on economics, which I think is what we should be doing as a collective species. Mm. I hear, I heard that. <laughs> I definitely heard that. Cause yeah, we've, we've been marching and protesting. I mean, you and I were out there at, at Occupy you know, with, you know, getting tear gas back then we we've shown up to everything we were. And before I even knew you, I'm sure you were out there protesting the Iraq war and whatnot. Right. Like it's ridiculous. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm done. That's why I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going out in parades and marching anymore. First of all, I don't need to deal with no active shooter situation. And second of all, it doesn't move the needle. What moves the needle is power and money. So that's where we need to concentrate our strategies and our thinking and our focus. I told you about that sign I saw at the very first women's march um, right after Trump got elected. Uh, mm-hmm. This this you know elderly hippie, she's in a wheelchair and she's holding up a sign. And I'll I'll never forget. It said, "I can't believe I still have to protest this shit." Yeah, 
I mean, no truer words have been said right now. I mean, I thought we had a war that decided some of this shit. And then like, and apparently like, we're still trying to figure out what words mean. And it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So staying yeah. on topic, I want to stay yeah, on topic of sports today because um, we don't get an opportunity to discuss it enough. I told you I was hot about a sports topic and I will bring to the surface. And um, no tea, Terrence, like salty tea. I love when we get salty tea in the building. Let's go. I'm salty like Lay's chips, American version, not the European version with all the healthy ingredients. Terrence Williams, 36 years old, who played for the New Jersey Nets and three other teams from 2009 to 2013, has pleaded guilty to conspiracy to commit healthcare fraud and wire fraud and aggravated identity theft. Now. While I am no supporter of fraud, what I'd like to know is why the young brother who has been accused of being part of fraudulent use of 2.5 million in restitution, I'm sorry, he is being ordered to pay 2.5 million in restitution for his part in this fraud scheme and to forfeit another 650,000, all because he got $300,000 worth of kickbacks for allegedly recruiting players to submit false invoices for medical and dental work that was never performed. 300,000 in kickback. But when we compare that to the accusations, accusations against Brett Farr, they pale in comparison. So maybe I should remind the public that the scandal that Brett Farr is uh, connected to is $77 million worth of funding. And it involves money from the Temporary Assistance for Needy Families program, a federal program that provides grants, grant funds to states and territories to help the poorest families in the state in need. And basically, the large amount of this money was portioned out to two nonprofits specifically, the Mississippi Community Education Center and the Family Resource Center. And that was released by... um, uh, it was stated in a press release by uh, the office of Mr. White, who is involved in this case from October 2021. So I'm wondering why Brett Farr is getting away with this so far, because as of this point, I don't believe he's been criminally charged, but the young brother's already getting uh, 10 years. What say you? I think you're right on point. And I think, first and foremost, it is amazing how Brett Favre has just fallen out of public discussion when this was egregious, but now we're just getting here talking about, you know, the latest thing that, that the backup quarterback for the 49ers tweeted, like that's getting more coverage than this, you know, more than $70 million uh, scandal that took away from, as we pointed out, when we first covered this, the poorest people, mind you, Mississippi is the poorest, if not one of the poorest states in the union. So if you are poor enough to be on the equivalent of food stamps and need government assistance in Mississippi, you are poor, poor. They are only one, the poorest state in the nation. They have the largest percentage of generational poverty, meaning more three or more generations have been impoverished. Say that one more time, because damn. Seriously, Mississippi is the bottom of poverty in the United States. And of that bottom of the poverty are these people who these funds were supposed to go to 
that were disproportionately distributed to these two nonprofits, one of which Farr was affiliated with, along with the pharmaceutical company, which he was an alleged investor of, and all for what? Because he wanted those funds to be navigated towards his alma mater to build a volleyball court while his daughter was attending there. Yeah, because his daughter's on their volleyball team. And this is Southern Mississippi University. That's his alma mater. And yeah, he was a good football player there. And through the the Southern Good Old Boys Network, he's trying to use his relationships to divert funds that should be going to the poorest people in the world, not to himself, but to his school. To his right. school. Yes. And according to an audit that was performed, Farr was paid $500,000 in 2017 and an additional $600,000 in 2018 for appearances and speeches at multiple events that he did not attend or speak at. He claimed to have filmed commercials for these nonprofit organizations and which why he was still given the money. <clears throat> However, the auditor later revealed that Farr's contract stated that he needed to give speeches and a radio advertisement. Additionally, Mr. Farr is tied to a pharmaceutical company that has been named in this scandal. According to Mississippi Today, they reported that Farr is part of a company called Prevacus, in which he is a top investor. Allegedly, the company received $2.15 million. And according to text messages in 2018, that the founder of the company and Farr offered, I believe, the governor shares of the company. I mean, this is just ridiculous. The drug company, by the way, is now called Odyssey Health. They allegedly were developing a nasal spray designed to treat concussions. I mean, oh my goodness. So this goes end. deeper than just Brett Favre trying to divert money to his to his alma mater. There's all kinds of chicanery going on with offering shares to the governor. There had to be some kind of exchange for that. Uh, getting getting paid to give speeches that you never actually showed up for. That's clearly a kickback. Like, come on. Yeah. So he's an investor and he's also supposed to be a paid spokesperson but he's not actually doing any speaking no he he didn't show up and where is this investigation at now because uh i know they're investigating have charges been filed against them there are no criminal charges as far as i'm aware of as of yet and he is one of 37 other co-defendants in this case it is interesting to note however that the ceo of one of the companies pleaded guilty along with her son, and I believe it was 13 counts that they pleaded guilty to. So there's enough smoke wow. here to at least determine that there has been a small fire. I hope the feds are investigating, because if it's just the state of Mississippi investigating, if the governor was involved, honestly, knowing how corrupt... Well, he was these... pressuring the governor to fund the stadium. And he also right. wanted to fund, I think, another school because he wanted to recruit Deion Sanders' son. Oh, my goodness. Okay, see, to, to me, that if the federal government is not investigating, if it's just the state of Mississippi, they're going to bury it. Oh, here it and is. According to, uh, sorry to interrupt you, CBS Sports, uh, the, let me see, May 18th, 2023 article, the uh, founder of one of the nonprofits that three quarters of the $77 million was funneled through did plead guilty along with her son, Zach. Three quarters of the $77 million. 
goodness. Two nonprofits. Two. That were supposed to be helping the poorest people in the poorest state. Mm-hmm. However, a total of $94 million is in question about being misspent. Mm-hmm. So oh, I'd like so to know why this hasn't seemed to move, have moved much uh, since this story broke, but yet the young brother is already being sentenced to 10 years. And I don't yeah, think and- we should take our eyes off the ball on this because this is wrong. Absolutely. And there's still news coming out about this investigation, but the mainstream sports media, ESPN and whatnot, they aren't talking about it at all. They, they talked about it when the first article came out and then they never touched it again after that. Right. And it's shameful because this information is, is still pretty current. I mean, the uh, founder, her, her name uh, is Nancy, 27th MCEC founder, Nancy New, N-E-W is her last name. Uh, there were text messages between her and Brett Farr about payments. And he even asked, is there any way the media can find out where this funding came from? She reassured him that the information would not be made public. Um, her, She and her son, Zach, pleaded guilty 13 felony counts relating to the scandal in 2022. It's also okay. to be noted in 2017, Farr began to ask then Mississippi governor Phil Bryant for funding for a new volleyball facility at the University of Southern Mississippi, his alma mater, and the same school at which his daughter played volleyball. Okay, I remember reading about Brett Favre sending the text message, did not realize that text message went to someone who has already pleaded guilty. Shameful. So there, there's no question that there is some kind of fire here. And again, my question is, why the disproportionate response to fraud when one was significantly less money and Brett Favre literally stole from the poorest people in the United States? That's like kicking a blind three-legged dog. Yeah. I, the one thing I can guess is that Brett Favre has enough uh, money to pay lawyers to be able to fight this and drag it out, whereas this brother might not have that much. And so he just went ahead and, and pled guilty to make sure he didn't spend 20 years in jail and make sure that he didn't rack up a million dollar legal bill. Right. And his co-conspirators probably weren't politicians. Exactly. Like they're, they're going to fucking protect each other. If the, yeah, this, if, he's like, this is like the Ghislaine Maxwell case. She's the first person that I know of in, in modern history to go to jail for a crime that we don't know who the, the co-conspirators are, are and never will. Yeah. Where the hell is that case at? Nowhere. But that's okay. It's, because, because she's going to take that L because it's either that or get Epstein while she's in jail. She is the gatekeeper between, you know, the, the rich and wealthy that participate in, in these kinds of activities. And she ain't talking. She ain't stupid. She was raised in that world. She knows what they're capable of. So, you know, God rest everybody's souls and everybody's going to have to face their maker at some point and they'll have to come face to face with the decisions they've made. Hopefully you can come face to face with yours. On yeah, this and quick reminder. Well, hold on. Before we sign off, quick reminder. Yeah, Ghislaine Maxwell's father uh, died mysteriously, just fell off of his yacht out of nowhere. Yeah, he, was found naked he, floating was in, uh, he was found naked floating in the ocean next to his boat. Very suspect. Very Jason Bourne-ish, if you will. Yeah, people believe he, he was definitely murdered. Like, come on. Um, yeah, so Ghislaine Maxwell knows what's up. Where's the coverage on that? Where's the coverage on Brett Favre? 
why are we talking about, you know, the latest BS thing that some random person tweeted out, but we're not talking about this. And why is this, this person, uh, Terrence, why is he getting, getting shellacked by the media, but we're still not talking about Brett Favre or Glenn. Well, we are, and you'll hear it continue to hear about it on raw food till next time. No artificial flavoring or preservatives.